Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Recorded live. The guy goes flying into the air. His shoes flew off. 
When you get hit by a car, sometimes your shoes will fly off. Sometimes your pants will come off. But I was not fortunate enough to see the pants portion on this strike. And before I go any further, here's the best part. This is how he lands on the other side of the car, which was the Dodge, by the way. And I thought that was kind of funny and ironic. I, just, I got a little humor out of that. I did try to help this man. As the car was coming towards him, I reached out and I said, oh, oh, that's all I could think of to say. There's so many things now in retrospect that I would love, I'd love to have been like, you're about to get struck by a vehicle. I did not have time to say you're about to get struck by a vehicle. So I went with, oh, which is like a concerned moan. The guy gets tagged, okay? The greatest part of the story. He's in the air, flipping around. This is how he lands on the other side of the car. He comes down perfectly on his feet, then he jumps in the air, and he starts walking around, embarrassed. He's trying to play it off like he didn't just get hit by a car. People around him are like, oh my god, oh my god, are you all right? Are you okay? He's like, I'm fine. I'm fine, seriously. I'm fine. I'm a little bit hungry, but uh, other than that, I'm fine. No, you should really sit down. You're bleeding from the ears. I know. I know that. I do that. Every couple of weeks, I empty the blood out of my own head. It's tradition in my family. Has anyone seen my shoes? I kick them off in a fit of joy. I love getting struck by vehicles, and sometimes I'll kick my shoes off in a fit of joy. I'm fine. I'm just going to go over here and puke shards of my own pelvis into this bush. We laugh, but we love violence in this country. We like violence. We have those little violent tendencies. I'm not the only person. I know you're like me. When you see somebody walking down the street wearing a Superman t-shirt, you just want to shoot them in the chest. When they start to bleed, go, I guess not. Don't wear the shirt. Wear a shirt that says, I bleed if you shoot me in the chest plate, and I will not shoot you in the chest plate. Super bleeder. <laughs> I call him super bleeder. <laughs> there are some things that I have learned uh, in my recent past that I'm excited to share with you tonight. And one thing I've realized is we all want to leave behind a legacy. We all want to be remembered for something. And I was thinking about it going, how can I be remembered? And then I suddenly realized you can do it on a daily basis, even if it's one-on-one -on -one with people. Like, for example, the other day, I saw a young boy, and he was eating an ice cream cone. I ran up and smashed it into his face. I leaned in, I go, you remember me forever. And I ran away. Because you know when he's 50, he's going to be like, one day a man ran up to me. I did not know this man. He smashed my treat into my eye. And he pointed and he said, you fucking remember me forever. But I did not say fucking. I did not say that. He added fucking to make the story more intense and interesting. He deserves to have ice cream smashed in his face because he's a lying 50-year-old man. I did not say fucking. He deserves ice cream smashed in and around his eyes. 
Here's another way to be remembered. Again, and this one, this is more personal. It's more for you because nobody's ever going to know that it was you, but you'll know, and that's all that matters. <laughs> Next time you go to a party, a great big party, go into the room where all the coats are, shit on the coat. <laughs> Guaranteed, at some point, somebody's going to walk out of that room and go, someone shit on the coat. Someone has shit on the coat. That's the only thing you can say when someone shits on the coat. Someone shit on the coat. They might say, I think someone shit on the coat. But you know. You're just afraid to be the bearer of bad news. I think someone may have shit on or around the coat area. There's a smell of shit around the perimeter, the vicinity of coats. Leading me to believe someone has shit. But again, you're there. You're there watching it all happen. And it's your job. All you're going to do at some point, you're going to lean in and go, what? And then blend back into the crowd. What? I hope it wasn't on my coat. And then, boom, you're a phantom. Disappear. Disappear. <laughs> One thing that I've always wanted to do ever since I was little, I've always wanted to be abducted by a UFO. Yeah, sometimes I just go hang out in the woods. I'm just waiting for that blue light. That's how they suck you up by a beam of light. They suck you up by your chest. And that's not necessary. Throw a rope ladder down. I'll climb up. I'm interested. I'm here for you. Don't suck me up by my chest. That hurts. You're a hovering craft. Why wouldn't I come in and poke around for a minute? It's great to be abducted. What did you guys do this weekend? Dude, we got hammered. It was awesome. Oh, yeah? I was abducted. I was zipping around the galaxy. <laughs> Sometimes when I think about if UFOs come down, I get a little concerned because then I thought of this scenario. This would be the ultimate full circle slap in the face of the United States. What if this happens? Because look, we're the greatest country on earth, but we get a little cocky from time to time. If we don't like the way your country is doing its business, we'll kick the door in. Hey, hey, knock it off. You're bugging the world, cut it out. And if you don't listen to us, then we'll throw all kinds of weapons and crazy shit at you, which we always apologize about using 20 or 30 years later. Listen, we're really sorry about that. We were a little drunk at the time, and we got a little rambunctious. The bomb, we didn't know it was going to do that. We thought it was a contained blast, and we didn't know it would make everything blown to smithereens. And you were being kind of a bitch. Country, country, you were being kind of a bitch. Are we cool now? Do you mind if we leave like three, 4,000 troops and maybe some supplies here? You don't mind that, do you? Do you mind? You wouldn't want us to get drunk again, would you? High five us, photo op. We get, a little, we get a little cocky. What if this happens? Oh my God, what if this happens? What if the mothership comes over middle America and we're all sitting watching TV, all the news crews are focused in and we're sitting there watching, right? What if when the hatches finally open, out of the UFOs come thousands of 100-foot Native American Indians? We're going to be watching like, fuck, those are huge Indians. 
tell me they're not giant Indians. God damn it, they're huge Indians. All right, good game, America. We had some fun, huh? Hi, giant Indians. We did some shit, and... Uh, <laughs> Could you show us how to make giant corn? <laughs> I've always wanted to uh, uppercut a punk ass and send him flying onto a table, preferably with a cake or a bowl of punch on it. And that would break. And this would take place at a party, dance, gala event. <laughs> This is a direct quote that I want to receive someday from someone, and I want them to mean it when they say this. And I don't know what it is yet, but I want this reaction. Are you out of your fucking mind? <laughs> and then I want to do whatever the action is, and then I want them to follow that up by saying, you really are out of your fucking mind. <laughs> Maybe shove some fireworks in my pants. Hey, hey, are you out of your fucking mind? <laughs> you really are out of your fucking mind. Oh, he just put fireworks off in his pants. He really is out of his fucking mind. That would be great. <laughs> this is another one, too, and I know you're like me. I hate it when somebody turns around in my driveway. You're just sitting comfortably watching TV. You hear a car pull up. Who is this? <laughs> it's so disruptive. You look out, strange car. You don't know if it's a government official. You start getting concerned. What? I don't know this car. Then they turn to leave. You're like, you son of a bitch. You wasted moments of my life. Moments I will never get back. Someday, oh, I'm going to run out to that car. I'll catch them before they leave. Knock on the window. Make them roll down. Go, you ever turn around in my driveway again? I'm going to cut your fucking head off. I'm going to put your head on my antenna and drive around with your head on my antenna. And hopefully I'll get a twofer and the person will go, are you out of your fucking mind? Then I pull out a switchblade and they go, you really are out of your fucking mind. And I go, zang the damn. I hope they never come back and try to turn around in that driveway again. Because then I'll be in the window like, damn it, i got to cut this guy's head off. <laughs> there are certain sounds in this world that when you hear them, they make you react in different ways. There are certain sounds that when it floats into your eardrum and it goes high into your cerebellum, located near your limbic system, you hear the sound, you react in a certain way. Some sounds soothing, right? You hear like the sound of a babbling brook. Maybe the sound of the dryer with the towels. That was a horrible impersonation of, I know. I'm not, don't bullshit me, that was, that was bad. That's the best I can do. I'm laundry in a dryer. <laughs> like haunted laundry in there. <laughs> but then there are certain sounds in this world that for whatever reason, just the way it hits you, it makes you want to punch a baby. 
it makes you want to punch a baby. God forbid you're in a nursery. When you hear the sound, you go on a baby punching tangent. You will start punching. I need a minute. Where's 
There's always that guy on the team, too. He was a last-minute replacement. He's not one of the original gang, but one of the other guys vouches for him. No, no, dude, trust me. This guy's cool. He's solid, and he's cool. But he's not cool, is he? He doesn't really say anything ever, right? He just stands there, looks cool, and then at one point he might be like, let's kill these bitches. I want to be a part of a heist, and I want to get shot right here in the back of my leg. <clears throat> oh, shit! It stings, but it still makes me feel kind of cool. And I just, I keep looking at the blood going, no, 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 no! Bleeding from the leg! Where's the band? We want to be a part of a heist, and then there's something else that we want even more than the heist, even more than sex. Any guy here would love to have a monkey. A pet monkey. And people get mad. Sometimes you say, oh, I'd love to have a monkey, and there's always that one anti-monkey person in the area. They overhear you, excuse me, I heard you saying you'd like to have a monkey, and that's a horrible idea. You do not want a monkey. You do not want a monkey. They're a monkey expert, and they start listing off all the reasons you can't have a monkey. Let me tell you a few things. If I could just have a minute, can I just explain a few things about monkeys that maybe you don't know before you jump to your conclusion? Okay, it's more than just bananas and dancing with toothbrushes, okay? First of all, they crap in their own hand, and they throw it around in a festive manner. Like they're at a celebration of monkey poop, and they make faces that are unacceptable in society. I hear these things, and I'm like, that's why I want a monkey, all those reasons. I don't want a nice little quiet monkey. I want an evil monkey that I can dress in armor, give him a sword, have fights with him inside my place. How pumped would you be driving home from work knowing someplace in your house there's a monkey you're going to battle? That's awesome. You walk in, ah, monkey, you here? Where are you? I'm in your closet. Holy shit, you just talked. I told myself to talk. This is incredibly odd. I know, that's nice. Okay. This would be the ultimate. What if after the heist, you jump into the van and the monkey is driving the van? Makes me sad because I know it'll never happen. <laughs> I made some upgrades in my life. Sometimes you have to upgrade your life. There are things that you need to do. You need to invest in yourself and your soul. <laughs> I wanted to get a new vehicle, and I was thinking, what do I want to get? And I'm talking to my buddies, and I'm like, what do you think? What should I get? What's something badass that when I'm driving around, I'll feel like a B.A. That's a badass. I shortened it. And I wanted some suggestions. What would make me feel like a badass motherfucker? A B.A.M.F. A BAMF. Again, I just shortened it. You know, nobody says, I'm going to go buy a new car that makes me look like a shithead. Something dilapidated that when I'm driving around, people point and laugh at me in my existence. So I was talking to my friends, and I was like, what do you think, guys? What should I get that's BA that I'm going to feel cool driving around? And my friends were making suggestions. You should get a Hummer 2. Get one of those H2s, man. That's badass. 
and I looked at my friends, and I said, I don't want a Hummer 2 because people already have that, and I don't want something that people already have. So this is what I went out and got, and it's working out awesome. I've been driving around a cement truck. I put neon underneath. I got 50-inch rims that I made myself in my basement out of aluminum foil and ornaments. Yeah, and you know that big thing that turns in the back? My buddies are in there rolling around. I padded it. Don't worry. I padded it. They have a blasty back there. They love it. I throw treats in the back. I throw Jolly Rancher watermelon candies. And they suck on treats and they roll around while I drive the CT2004. That's what I call it. I'm going to put my foot down. I'm going to make a stance right now. I'm going to say this. Watermelon is the only good flavor of Jolly Rancher candy. I will say that. Thank you for agreeing with me. If you say sour apple, I will stab you in the jaw. Sour apple sucks. If you believe that sour apple is good, you meet me in the lobby after the show. I'll be the guy stabbing jaws. There's not too many of us out there. Just look for the guy stabbing jaws. That's me. Come up, say hello, and I'll stab you in the jaw. Thinking about my future, start thinking about my dream house. Gosh, can't wait. Everybody's got a dream house. The house of your dreams. You lay in bed and you dream about it. All the fascinating items that you'll have someday. And it can be anything you want, dreamers. Anything. <laughs> Maybe instead of hallways, you want canals that you swim down. <laughs> Maybe at the bottom of your cereal bowl, you want mirrors so you can say hello to yourself. After you drink the milk. Hi, me. Dream it, you fucking dreamers. It's your dream house. Maybe you flush the toilet and the toilet goes, thanks for shitting me. I enjoyed your shit. Why not? It's your house. I have my dream house, and here it is right here. I've always wanted a mystery house. Ever since I've been young. I'm going to have it someday, too. If I'm having a party, I want that giant bookshelf that I can go up to, and when no one's looking, I pull the big green book. All of a sudden, I'm in a lab with Bunsen burners going. I've got elixirs and schematics. I don't even know what schematics are, but I want them back there, because I know schematics belong in labs. I love that. I even love that creak. I'm not even going to WD-40 the sound up. I want the ambiance. Little secret hallways that you have to run around like this. You never make secret hallways normal height, so it's convenient. They have to be almost uncomfortable, like, why the fuck did I build them like this? Where's my lap? Oh, I've always wanted to be able to look through pictures' eyes. I can't wait to have a lot of pictures with eyes so I can look out through, are they really enjoying my party? and hope that nobody is standing in front of the picture going, it's a horse with an equestrian. It looks like Dane's eyes. <laughs> Ow! I just poked the horse's eye, and it sounded like Dane getting poked in the eye. <laughs> Wouldn't you say? It's almost like Dane's behind there, looking through the horse's eye. <laughs> Why am I still looking? <laughs> See? Dane! In my mystery house, I don't want guards, I don't want 911 or alarms, I want trap doors that I will own and operate. 
And here's the thing. I don't have the trap doors. I don't even have the house yet, but I'm already excited at the possibility of a bandit coming into my home. To steal. I get goosebumps. Look at this. Thinking about a bandit stealing so I can use my trap goddamn doors. I think I would be so excited that I would leave a path of expensive gadgets just screwed about from the street up into my house just to coax a bandit up inside. I would hide behind the picture's eyes and wait with my schematics. I don't think I could even wait to be robbed. I think I would have to use my trap doors on family, friends, loved ones. I'd be too excited. My girlfriend would be like, dang, you said you watched these dishes a week ago and they're starting to stink. Actually, what I said was, yeah. now you're in a swamp three miles away. <laughs> That's right, I gotta have a swamp too. Gotta have a swamp. Either a swamp or a giant marsh full of marshmallows. Marshmallows. That would be kind of funny too. Because you'd be pissed about the trap door, but if you land in marshmallows, you'd have to kind of be like, oh God. I've landed in marshmallows. How mad can I be? <laughs> run-ins. I've been getting into some run-ins lately. Had a little run-in in a place called uh, Walgreens. Yeah, or as I call it, the wall. I had a run-in with a guy down at the wall, and I'm gonna tell you the whole story, but I'm so excited right now. I'm gonna tell you the ending first. I'm gonna tell you the ending, and then we're gonna Tarantino it. We're gonna go from the end. We're gonna, we're gonna go backwards in time through this joke and figure out what I did to make this guy say what he said to me, and this is what he said, and I'm quoting, I'll fucking kill you. Let's go back, let's go back. I know you're like, what, what is it? Let's figure it out. Let's figure it out. Once again, he said, I'll fucking kill you. Let's go back. So I go into the wall. And right off the bat, I have to say, what is it about the Walgreens? The second you walk in there, you just want to steal. There's just something about the lighting that makes you really want to steal half of the things. You still want to pay for half. It's not stealing if you pay for half. But I'm not going to pay for scrunchies. I'm not. You just shove those in your pants. I don't need scrunchies, but if I'm getting blown, sometimes I like to throw her hair in a... It's always good to have a banana clip or a scrunchie right nearby me. Maybe some Aquanet. High five. Love head. I'll fucking kill you! So here's how it went down, right here, okay? I had a problem with this guy right off the bat, and I'll tell you what the problem was. Let's just say for the sake of argument that the mic stand is the person at the end of the line, what I consider the official line. Let's just say this is a skinny black man, and he's staring at the gum, because that's what you always do in your line. You stare at the gum. You just stare at all the gum, and you say to yourself, God, that's a lot of gum. There's so many flavors of gum here. What do I want to chew? The problem that I have with the other gentleman is that he's not committed to the line. He's not standing in a way that says to me, I'm a part of this community. I'm going on the journey with you to pay for my shit. He's doing that little floaty dance that people do where they don't stay at the line. They do this thing where they kind of... 
they do, it's called the floaty dance, and they touch everything, right? They just keep touching stuff. Here's my belief. If you're three feet away from the person in front of you, you're in line. If you're in the Pantene Pro V section laying down reading Us Weekly, you're not in line anymore. You can't just leave your shoe and walk around for 19 more minutes. I kick your shoe away. I say, fuck shoes. That's what I say. If you know anything about me and my history with shoes, I say, fuck shoes. Your shoe does not represent you. Neither here nor in a court of law, you son of a bee. Sorry to use harsh letters. He's a son of a bee. So this is what I decide. I make a decision. Sometimes in life you have to make decisions. I made the decision that I was going to do something I haven't done in ages. I was going to cut in front of this guy. I was going to do cutsies. Which I haven't done since uh, eighth grade. But you know what? I still know how to do it. I still have the wherewithal to pull off a cut of epic proportions. And when you cut, it's not just, hey, you can't just flop around, you can't just flail in there. It's like double dutch. You gotta kind of, you gotta feel it. You gotta feel when it's time to go. Cutting is like double dutch without ropes. I basically just told you what you already knew. <laughs> so I waited till the guy was facing northeast-ish, and then I made my move. I did this. I went, and I slid. I just slid in. And I knew you were looking at me. You were like, whoa, whoa, where, where did Dane go? I was like an illusion just then. That's how good that was. A couple of you were like, I'm concerned. Where did Dane go? I'm right here. I'm right here now. The first rule of cutting, as you all know, once you're in the position, you never look past your periphery ever again. You don't look past here ever again. Why turn and look at the face of doom staring back at you? No, you look towards the future where there's a counter and there's chapstick and things that maybe you didn't need in the store, but now that they're here, you're like, shit, I do need tweezers. You look towards the future. Because you know at some point, whoever is coming around from their little floaty dance, they're gonna see that there's a different combination of color and clothing in front of them. And when they do the math, they're going to realize, I've been cut. <laughs> There's two things that you can do when somebody cuts you, right? This is the gamble you take when you cut. Either you're going to get the person who right away is like, hey, 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 right? And they're going to squash you back. Or you'll get the person like this person. I'm so glad he did this. He didn't just say, oh, you cut me. He opted to make angry sound effects. <laughs> he comes back around, he's like, point at the person's back, and then you look at the people behind you, <laughs> right? <laughs> but again, I've committed, I'm looking towards the future, I've got my one item, I've got some uh, deodorant, which I needed, right? Even at that moment, I would like to have applied some, because I was under pressure. <laughs> I get to the front of the line, and again, as I'm paying for the merchandise, I can being he's behind me. And he's seething. He is seething, okay? You could taste his anger. It was in the air. You could actually go, 
Wow. That's palpable. That man is very angry. Taste the air. He's really pissed. I pay for my merch, okay? And then I start heading towards the door, okay? And I'm calm, I'm cool, I'm collect. I'm being really savvy the way I just kind of walk towards the door. But inside, I'm celebrating. I'm like, Shazam, inside my head. That's what I say to myself when I'm excited. I say Shazam. And I see myself doing this, but I don't really do that. Because if I didn't say that, and I just threw my hand up in the air. I look like I'm in the Special Olympics or something like that. I start heading towards the door, okay? I'm excited, but this guy, again, he is so angry at this point that I got away with it that he finally just had to say something, okay? He had to let me know how angry he was, and I don't know why he went with this first. The first thing he just grabbed out of his brain, he went, yeah, nice! Which I thought was an interesting choice. Out of all the things you could say, and especially in that tone, you could say anything in that tone, and I get, yeah, cinnamon bits. <laughs> yeah, seafood salad. I get it, you're angry, but he went with, yeah, nice, and that made me interested, and as I was walking towards the door, I finally was like, I gotta look and see the face of the man who was so angry at me. He would say, yeah, nice. So I take a few steps, and then I gander back, and we catch each other's eye, and then I added this little thing. I went, <laughs> I don't think that was necessary, because he immediately came back with, <laughs> I'll fucking kill you. Look, I kept going towards the door, and I'm still in Kung cool collect mode. I'm still savvy, okay? The second I get outside the automatic doors, which when they open, always make you feel like a Jedi, like you did that shit with your mind. The second I get out of his eye shot, I start running to my car like a fucking gazelle, okay? I'm actually hopping over cars. I'm very, very gazelle-like when I'm afraid. I get into my vehicle, I take off. Because I don't want this guy to come out and get my license plate number. I didn't even want him to have that because we all know that killers always have a hookup at the DMV. They always have a crazy friend who will give me your address and all your fucking info for like a steak dinner and a Charms blow pop or something. No. So I, I take off. And then as I'm driving away in my vehicle, I start to think about it. And I think, oh my God, can you imagine if this guy really killed me? Killed me just because I cut him in line. Killed me. Finds where I live, right? I'm not home. <laughs> Breaks in the door. Hides in my closet for seven hours talking to himself. Come on. <laughs> You're gonna die. Come on. I'll show you who's boss. <laughs> then I start wondering, what do you think he would say to me? What would he say to me? What would be the last thing he would say right before he sliced my throat? Because the killers in the movie always have to say that one last cool thing. They step out of the alley. Merry Christmas. <laughs> what do you think he would say right before he sliced my throat? Probably something like this. He'd probably come out and go, who's cut now? <laughs> That'd be a good one. I would have to, who's cut now? Yeah. I don't know what he would say, but I do know what would piss him off. This would piss him off. What if as he was about to step out to slice my throat, someone just stepped in front of him and sliced my throat first? Oh, he'd be pissed. 
sometimes you meet somebody, and the second you meet, the second you're introduced, you just get that feeling like you just hate each other's guts. I happened uh, to have that situation recently. I, I was uh, driving around in the CT 2004, and I, uh, I was driving by Burger King, or the BK Lounge, as I've been known to call it. I have a history with them. And when I saw the sign glowing in the night, I thought to myself, I'd love a chicken sandwich right now. I take, shut up. Hey, seriously, shut up, or I'll have you kicked out. Shut up. You're ruining the show for the people around you. I can't stand that. Don't do that. Seriously. Whoever's yelling. If you guys hear the person yelling, you say Dane, and we're going to fucking pick that person up, and we're going to throw them out the door. Shut up. I'm serious. I'm serious. Shut your mouth. Shut your fucking mouth. Shut, shut, I'm serious, don't point back, I'll throw you out. That's great, this is a great vibe in here right now. My daddy's sitting on me at the dinner table and we're all trying to eat still. Just eat, honey, mommy's okay. Mom, daddy just got a little angry, just eat. I don't want to eat. Mommy's fine, daddy just got a little crazy and mommy's fine. Do I have to eat? Yes, have to eat. I started thinking about the chicken sandwich inside there, and soon it could be inside here. And that filled me with glee. So I pulled in, and I went inside to order my chicken sandwich, and this is what happens between me and the counter help there, okay? I'm standing there, and I'm waiting, and I don't know this guy yet. We have, we have not met in the past. Um, I'm thinking about my chicken sandwich. That's all I'm thinking about. And then I look up at the menu, and I have to say this. I don't know who the photographer is who does the french fry shots, He's fantastic. He's the best. Just the way the fries are shooting up out of there, they're dancing out of that box like they've just been freed from some kind of purgatory. Those fries look like a glamour shot. They're just fantastic. So I'm standing there, I'm thinking chicken sandwich. Now I'm starting to think fresh hot french fries in my belly as well. And it's making me feel very proud. So I get up to the guy, and right away, there's that vibe. Like, there's just, it's that same vibe you get with any auto mechanic you've ever dealt with. Even though you're listening and nodding in your head, you're like, this guy is fucking me big time. You just believe whatever they say. They're like, oh, we had to replace the roof on your car. It was peeling back. It resented the rest of the car, so we replaced that. Also, there was a tiny unicorn in your exhaust, and he was jumping and poking holes in your exhaust, and he was shitting in your filters as well. So we had to get that out of there. Wow, thank you very much. I did not know that there was a tiny mythological animal jumping around in there. It's very dangerous. Shitting in filters, no way. Especially with a road trip coming up, that's very dangerous. Shitting in filters, that little son of a bee. Wow, wow. Thank you. How much is that going to, 7000 I was going to suggest I'd like to pay for 7000 ish I'd love to pay for that. Thank you for not fucking me big time. That's the vibe I got with the clerk. And this is what he did to me, okay? And this is, oh man, this, is, this, was, a, this was a standoff. This was a classic gunslinger moment I had with this guy. I placed my order, okay? And this is what he does to me. Listen to these shenanigans that he fucking pulls on me. If I ever see him again, I'm going to call him shenanigans. What's up, shenanigans? This is what he does. I, uh, I order my food, okay? And then I go to pay for my purchase. 
and I hand them the currency, okay? And then when it's time for the change portion of the exchange, I did this little move. I did this little move with my hand where you turn your hand into a tiny little bowl and you place it about three, four feet in front of your face. And it's a little move that says, would you please hand me my change? Because I've just changed my appearance and I'm very much like a container to easily place change in on my human flesh. And as I'm waiting, this is what the guy does. <laughs> he takes my change and he sees my hand. Here's the counter. He goes <clears throat> and he smashes it down on the counter. And the nickels fly and the dime hits me in the eyeball. The dollar bill ripped in half and blew away in, in a breeze. And I was pissed off. I was really, I, I was in the red. And the only thing that, you know, kept me from snapping is the french fries. I looked up at that picture and they just looked so dandy. They looked so joyous that it put me back down in the yellow, or the mustard, as I call it. I decide I'm not going to get into it with this guy. I'm just going to take my food, I'm going to take my purchase, and I'm going to go back to my booth, and I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to eat the chicken sandwich and my hot, tasty french fries, and then I'm going to bid this place fucking adieu. So I sit down at the booth, right, and I'm just about to uh, get into it, and then I realize there's no ketchup on this fucking tray. And you always have a miniature panic attack in your body when there's no ketchup. Nobody else knows it, but you have a moment where you're like, what in holy hell is happening here? How could he not at least put one packet? Right? And that's all you care about. At that point, the only thing you care about in life is I need some fucking ketchup to my hot, tasty French fries. I don't care if the person you're with is telling you they're contemplating suicide. You will interrupt them. Uh, say, hey, can you just hold, I just gotta go get some ketchup. Hold up for one second, all right? I just gotta get, you're not gonna kill yourself now, right? So let me get some ketchup for my hot, tasty french fries. Go to get the ketchup. You always do that weird ketchup run. There's a run that you do when you need ketchup. It's this little thing right here. You, go. you put your ass out and your hand shakes around like someone stole your bones in the middle of the night. Where are my bones? Someone stole my bones. Here's the great thing about needing ketchup. This is what I love. When you need ketchup, there are no laws for you. You are the most important person in the room. You can cut past people in line. You can interrupt conversations. Excuse me. Can I get... I need some ketchup. I need some ketchup. Stat. You don't even need to speak perfect English if you don't want. You can do this thing where you lean in and you just go... Hey, can I just... Can I just... Uh, you can do this breathy, sensual... Can I just get a and you say two or three. I see like two or three. Even though, even though you say two or three, they still chuck like 19 at you. They whip a batch of ketchup, and you take them all like a fucking rat. Like maybe someday in the future, ketchup packets will be our currency, and you'll be glad that you took all 19. That's $19 if each ketchup packet is a dollar. I go up to the guy. Oh, it's not over yet, gentlemen, in the back clapping. I know you're excited. I'm excited too. But this goddamn epic battle's just begun. So I go up to the guy, okay? He's helping another woman. And I just want to remind you who the guy is. He's a fucking douchebag, but I don't know why. It's just a feeling I get. He's helping this lady, and again, because I'm in charge, because I need ketchup, and I'm the most important person in the entire world, 
I lean in, and he's talking to her, and I start to go, excuse me, can I just get a couple of, and right in the middle of it, this is what he does to me, okay, he, le- he leans over to me, and he goes, one second, pal. <laughs> calls me pal, and let me tell you something, when somebody calls you pal, and you're not pals, fuck that. You know what I mean, too. One second, pal. It was the way he said the word pal. To you, sounds like pal. To me, sounded like fuckface. I still heard pal, but it was centered in a fuckface coding. It was like, one second, fuck pal face. That's what I heard. That's honestly what I heard. And I was embarrassed. I was, emba- I was sullen. I was downtrodden, okay? My world was crumbling. And even the woman, ugh, even the woman he was helping, she even... She even shot me a look. She even knew that I was just abused. She looked at me and she actually went, abused. A 63-year-old woman said, abused. I was embarrassed, but then I said, you know what? I'm not going to take this lying down. I'm going to step into the ring with this guy, and I pulled this one out, and a lot of you guys are going to know where I went with this. I stepped back up and I go, no problem, buddy. Yeah. I went with buddy. No problem, buddy. And I even did that little head flip. And I furrowed my eyebrow right here, the best as I could, like very Klingon-like, but not as extraordinary. No problem, buddy. As they say in wrestling, it was on. The vibe in the whole community was that it was on. And I knew it was on because even the lady who shot me the look before, she was on her phone at the time. She goes, I gotta call you back. It's on, I'll call you back. One second, pal. No problem, buddy, okay? It's on till the break of dawn. This guy is like a gunslinger. I gotta give him credit because before I could even blink three times, he was fucking quick draw McGraw right away. I don't know, he just had it ready like a katana. He just pulled it, ping, he hit me with this. I'll be right there, chief. I'm not a chief. I'm not an Indian chief. I'm not the chief of police. I don't play for the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm not a chef, which is sometimes confused with chief on paper. I've done that. As you're writing it, you're like, I'm dumb. He hit me with it with such a blow that I actually stumbled back. I tripped over a tiny Mexican baby playing with a plastic toy. I tripped over the baby. But even the baby knew it was on. The baby was like, no, no, it's on. It's on, senor, go. Thank you, tiny Mexican baby playing with a plastic toy. I know, it's on. So I step back up and I figure, you know what? I'm going to end this. I'm going to put the kibosh on this thing right now. It's gone too far. Pow, buddy, chief. Pim, pim, pow. I say, I'm going old school on this guy right now. I'm putting the end to it. And I hit him with something that you can't come back from. I stood my ground and I just finally said, after a good breath, I went, no problem, gay lord. Thank you guys very much. I'll call you guys later. Good night.
basically keep them there to hate their guts. <laughs> when that person is not around the rest of your little base camp, your hobby is cutting that person down. Example, Karen is always a douchebag. Every group has a Karen, and she's always a bag of douche. When she's not around, you just look at each other and go, God, Karen, she's such a douchebag. Until she walks up, and then you're like, hey, what's up, Karen? Karen, what's up, Karen? There's always that one person, and I'm looking out, and some of you guys are like, mm, I disagree. Well, you're the person. You're the person nobody likes. I know, it is so true, and that's why it's funny. It is so true. That's why it's funny. Because it's so true, hence funny. <laughs> Your whole life that person's been there too, right? That's how Brian is in our group. Nobody likes Brian. Yet everywhere we go, Brian would show up, even if we didn't tell him where we were going. We would go someplace and he would do that, I just found you run, hi guys. What's up guys? And one of us would always see him and warn the rest of the group. We'd be like, fucking Brian's coming. What? Fucking Brian is coming. That's his name, fucking Brian's coming. I heard a rumor when he was born, even the doctor said, fucking Brian's coming. Let's get this demon seed out of here. That's what I'm saying, quote unquote. And you can quote me on the quote, unquote. <laughs> We've always had creepy people around. Somewhere in your life, there's a creepy individual. And it starts off when we're youngins. When we're youngins, there's a creepy person. Back in school, back in the day, which, by the way, I don't know if you know this, was a Wednesday. That's a little fun fact. Yeah, when you refer to back in the day, it was a Wednesday. Take that home, chew it. Delicious. Back when we were little tots, there was always that one kid in school, that kid in class, that smelled like piss. Right? Robbie was his name. Robbie or Obbie. He was an Obbie name. And Obbie didn't just smell like a hint of piss. He didn't smell like a smidgen of piss. That kid smelled like he was dipped in a vat of piss. Like he woke up that morning and said, Woo! Bring on the piss! And someone brought on the piss. I don't know who would bring piss on, but you can pretty much hire anybody on Google these days to just type in piss painters or something, and I'm sure somebody come over and coat you down, put a sheen of piss on you for a reasonable price. He would steal from the class. He was a fucking thief. A fucking stealing thief. He would use his piss vapor as a way to deter you from watching him steal shit from the class. Because he's a thief. A klepto thief, Bobby. He would always take my favorite markers, those smelly markers. Remember those, the teacher will put them out, everybody's free. Give me the red one, give me the red one. <laughs> this smells like cherry. <laughs> I guarantee you this, it's like cherries, but it's a marker. <laughs> give me the brown one, I'll trade you, give me the... <laughs> cinnamon, this one's cinnamon. The brown is cinnamon. <laughs> How do they do this? How do they do this? But the black one always smelled like an asshole, didn't it? You grab the black one. What is that? That's a bag of asses. 
Mm. I'm keeping this. This one's mine. Mm. I can't stop, guys. I can't. Mm. I just saw Jesus' eyes. This marker has shown me Jesus' eyes. And even though this marker smelt like an asshole, and you just saw Jesus' eyes, there was still a kid following you around. Can I smell it? Can I smell it? What is this? Can I just like... Can I just like... And finally, he would aggravate you until you were like, here, fine, smell it. And when he leaned in, you go, ah! <laughs> nice face. I'm going to puke blood. What are you? What are you? <laughs> your whole life. Your whole life. There's always been that one creepy, weird person somewhere in your life. I guarantee it. That's just when we were little. Then you finally grow up. no, 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 no. That's the sound of growing up. <laughs> Even now, at your job, there is a freak. There's a weird guy at every job that makes you concernicus every time he's around. And the strange thing about it, it's the same guy at every single job you go to, right? He's there, you quit, you go to the new job, and you're like, oh my God, isn't this guy's new job? the guy. I can tell you right now. I can list all the features of this guy. First of all, he's not a fat guy. He's not fat. You would never say he's fat, but he is shapes. He's like an amoeba. He's always a different consistency. He's like a lava lamp type of individual. You watch Ron very slow. He's got that perfect orb front ass right here. What is that? It's perfect. It's like he's got a botanical garden and he grows potatoes on his tank. What is that? You want to see it, but you don't. You want to see it, but you're all set. Nobody talks to that guy. You don't talk to that guy. He's got the blue blocker glasses on. You never see his eyes. He's got the pocket with a whole jubilee of pens coming up out of there in case he has to write a lot. And nobody talks to that guy. If you're in the break room with a couple of your friends, right, and you see him come morphing in out of your periphery, <laughs> second he comes in, you're like, hey, do you guys want to get the fuck out of the break room? Do you guys wanna, what do you guys want to do? Let's go up on the roof and break dance. Let's just, let's go behind the vending machine. Can somebody pull the vending machine up so I can go behind here? Move the machine, please. Please. Nobody talks to that guy, but let me tell you something. Any job I've ever had in my life, I talk to that guy. I would talk to him, I'd find him on purpose, and I would have little chit-chats with him, and I would be very interested. I'd be like, by the way, here's a Snickers, that's for you. Peanuts, caramel, put that in your mouth, enjoy that. You know why I talk to that guy? Because when that day finally comes where he snaps, and he comes into work with a sawed-off shotgun, walking through the hall, <laughs> Finally gets to my office. He's gonna be like, "Thanks for the candy." 
You laugh now, but you know Monday morning you're going to be like, hey, Marcus. How was your weekend? What'd you do? Here, I bought you some pens for your crazy pocket. I know you love pens, and I happen to love pens, too. We should talk about pens someday. Just sit around and talk about pens. Ink, pens, caps. I love them. Let's talk a little bit about L-O-V-E. Sometimes you meet somebody and you have what is known as a relationship. And things can go great. And if it goes great, then you have a great relationship. Sometimes it doesn't go so great. And I call that a relationship. (laughs) When you're not in love, when you don't have love, everybody you know falls in love. On like the same day, even Karen the douchebag falls in love. Even retarded people in your neighborhood are getting married on their front lawn as you drive by. What? The Tards just got married on their lawn. That's great. I have nobody and the Tards just committed to each other for a lifetime of tardiness. Or is that they're late for everything? I don't know. I came up with a perfect analogy right here. This is what it feels like when you don't have love. It's like there's a party going on and everybody was invited except for you. And you just happen to be walking by that house in the rain. Mm. I wasn't invited to this party. That's what that feels like. But then again, once you're in love, you know what that's like? That's like being inside that party going, where's my jacket? I want to get out of here. Where's my jacket? I've been to this party six years and I want to see other parties. Where's my jacket? Someone shit on the coat. I think someone shit on, about, or around the coat. (laughs) What? There's certain things in a person that turn you on. They're called turn-ons. <laughs> teeth. I love a girl with nice teeth. If you have a nice set of teeth, that's a turn-on for me. If you open your lips and it's like... <laughs> if it's like a booby trap. I don't like when you open your mouth and it's like a battle of epic proportions going on. And your teeth are all screaming at each other. I'm a molar wisdom tooth. Get the fuck out of my gum. Hi, I'm a buck tooth, and I like to be outside past the lip. I enjoy a nice sea breeze from time to time. Hi, I'm the crazy yellow tooth that looks like corn. Don't brush me. Don't brush me. I have an image of hope. Don't brush me. I'm yellow. I'm a yellow fan. Turn on. Then there's something called turn off, and those are things that turn you off. If you were a droid, you'd be turned off. Like right off the bat, number one thing I don't like, I don't like a stinky pussy. Turn off. I don't appreciate that. Ladies, I'm sure you don't like a funky sack. But then again, that'd be a great couple. You have a stinky pussy, smell my sack. Huh? <laughs> <laughs>
slash turn off. That's what we're talking about right now. This girl that I was seeing, this is why we had to break it off. Because I don't like a girl that exaggerates. I can't listen to your stories when you exaggerate. And here's why. Because when you tell me a story, I really listen. I listen. And I don't just listen. I don't just hear you. I hear you. So when you start telling me the story, what happens to me is my brain is so fantastical that... I have such a fantastical brain that when you start to exaggerate, I don't follow the story, I follow the exaggeration. And it gets me frustrated because you would be like, oh my God, Dane, there was a fire down the street from my house. There was like a thousand firefighters out there. No, there was not. That's way too many firefighters. They'd all be out there bumping into each other. What the fuck are we doing out here, guys? There's like a thousand of us. Who calls a thousand of us? Is anyone on the hoses? I believe there's a thousand of us, if I were to guesstimate. I got home from work today, I took like a hundred hour nap. No, you did not. You'd be very sick if you're taking hundred hour naps. That's a coma. Say you took a coma after work, and I can follow the story. I took a coma, hundred hours, was it about a hundred hours? That's a great coma, that's a good coma. I'm a bachelor now. I'm a bachelor guy, you know? Thank you so much for applauding my loneliness. <laughs> you know when you're a bachelor when it gets to this point. When you've got one light bulb left and you just keep taking it out and bringing it into the room that you needed it. That's how sad and lonely you are. You won't even buy bulbs. Am I the only person here who loves to watch a couple together that hates each other's guts? That has to be the most entertaining thing when you see two people that just hate each other together. And look, we've all been there. Everybody's been in the situation where you will stay with somebody you don't even like. Two weeks in, you're already like, no way can't stand this person. I'll hang around for five or six years and then we can end this thing violently. I get time. Girls, you make the craziest excuses to stay, right? Your friends will try to get you out of it. Why don't you just go? Seriously, Jill, just go. Jill, he's a jerk off. Just get out. Why don't you just get your shit and go? You're like, I can't just go, Kim. It's not that simple, okay? My CDs are in his truck. I can't just walk away from 40 or 50 CDs. It's going to take two or three more years of abuse until I can leave with my CD. <laughs> that couple is the best. They fight over everything. Every little thing, huge explosion. And it's not even about the thing. It's about the fact they want to stab each other in the neck with a steak knife because they hate each other's existence. They get in what I call nothing fights. Fights about absolutely nothing, right? You see him waiting in line for the movie theater. They hold hands, but it's not loving at all. It's like this rigor mortis, rheumatoid arthritis, red rover grip that they got going on. <laughs> and everything's an argument. 
I should probably bring my jacket, it might get cold. You bring your fucking jacket. You think? You think? Yeah. But if they're pumping AC in there, and then you're cold, I gotta go out and I miss the previews because I gotta get your fucking jacket. Bring your jacket. I love nothing fights. The best nothing fight I've ever seen in my life. I was at the supermarket a few months ago, and I'm going down the aisle, and I'm at the uh, Stouffer's Fresh Bread Pizzas, and I'm deciding, do I want four cheese or one cheese? Because sometimes I like a lot of cheese. Sometimes I like a dancing plethora of cheese in my mouth. And then other times, I'm into a more solo cheese adventure, just a single one-on-one, me and one cheese. And yet sometimes I want an orgy of cheese on my palate. So as I'm standing there and I'm contemplating my cheese future, I hear the nothing fight going on in the next aisle. I don't know exactly what they're saying, but I hear mumbles and I hear grumbles. Okay? I hear the guy going, yeah, 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 uh-huh, yeah. And then I hear the girl, and she's like, I didn't even care. I didn't even care. I didn't even care. I didn't even care. Yeah, 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 I'm like, I gotta go watch this. I gotta go see this. I'm so excited, I leave my cart. You never leave your cart. God forbid somebody comes into the store and wants exactly that shit. And they're like, what? Jackpot. This is everything I wanted. I'm peeking around the Intamin cookies and I'm watching the best nothing fight that I've ever been a part of. They're in each other's face, okay? And the guy is saying to the girl, he's going like this, I asked you, do we have any jelly in the house? Do we or do we not have jelly? You said we did last time. I'm looking in the cabinets, I don't see any goddamn jelly. I just want to know if we have jelly in the house. And she's egging him on. She's like, I don't even like jelly. I don't even like jelly. <laughs> I get hives if I even look at jelly. Well, I, mean, I don't even know about jelly. I've never, I don't even, what is jelly? I don't even care. <laughs> and he's like, I don't even give a shit about the hives. I want jelly in the fucking house. That, Toronto, tonight. I'm gonna give, I will break your neck and pour jelly all over your body and pray to the gods of jelly to burn your soul in a jelly-like hell. Now get jelly. I'm so excited, I'm eating the Entenmann's out of the box. I've opened the box and I'm eating them. I'll pay for it. Relax. I know you're concerned, but I paid. This is the point during the nothing fight that I like to get involved. <laughs> I have to get involved and I have to say something, just a little jab, a little poke that will fuel the fire and help take it to the next level. As they're going back and forth, I walk by them, I lean in, and I go, just, hey, dude, 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 I know what you're saying about the jelly, bro. Yeah, tell this twat to get jelly, now. See, see, get the jelly. Uh, what's that word, what's twat? Dude, 
word. Thanks, bro. I didn't even, I forgot about that word. Get the jelly, twat! Great word, dude. Great word. Twat. Yes. Those fights. Those fights. Those are the ones that send you home and that awkward, awful funk is just in the air when you live with that person. Oh, you don't talk for like three and a half days. You keep seeing each other. You walk by each other in the hall like a couple of gunslingers. <laughs> Those are fantastic moments right there. Ladies, I will say this. You, you will try to heal the wound first. But we're not ready. We're never ready. When you're ready, we're not, we're still mad. But you'll try. Maybe we're passing each other in the hall or something, and ladies, you'll finally stop us and go, uh, is there any, any laundry that you'd like me to do? <laughs> any laundry you'd like done? But again, we're not ready. Well, there's some laundry I'd like to pack. I'll tell you that. <laughs> when you get to the moment where it's time to finally heal the big bad wound, that usually takes place in the kitchen. That's what I found. The healing takes place in the kitchen. Something about the kitchen, it's medicinal, and you like to heal relationships there. Usually guys were in there, right? Maybe washing off some plates or some dirty dishes. And we're still mad. And when a guy is mad, we talk to ourselves. And there's one word that guys will say over and over when we're pissed off. We'll just keep going, <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> night and day, night and day. Unbe unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable! <laughs> unbelievable. Then, ladies, you come in. Finally, you come into the room, very soft, very... You come in. We don't know you're there for us. You just kind of stand behind us. Hi. Hey, yeah. Hey, what's up? You want me to... You want me to help you with the dishes? Uh, fucking... Yeah, going on fucking... Just fucking doing fucking dishes. Okay, I'll help you. You got your, you got your hair cut. Looks nice. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, fucking... Fucking got it cut. Looks nice. It's shorter on the side. Yeah, fucking told her shorter on the side. Looks nice. Can I just say something? Can I just say something right now? I just want, I really would like to just say something. And listen, I'm not trying to instigate, and I'm not trying to get you riled up. But there was jelly in this cabinet right here. I told you that. Yeah, I see it now. Thank you. Thank you. I know about it now. I'm very, very aware of the jelly situation in the house now. Thank you. Thanks a lot. 
hey, hey, I don't want to fight with you. I want to fight for us. Can I just say something? Can I just, I have to say something, and I really want you to hear me with what I'm going to say. And could you please look at me? Yeah. All eyes on you, what's up? I just want to say something. Talk about. 
Okay, so I got to put it out there. I got to tell you right now because once in a while in our lifetime we have experiences and we have to share them. I had a one night stand recently. <laughs> With all those chicks you just heard. It was nuts. There's 14 of them and me. <laughs> it's a very sexual crowd in here tonight. You can feel it. You can definitely feel it pulsing. In fact, you know what? We're going we're gonna to play a little game. We're going to play a little sexual game tonight. Check it out. This is what we do. We turn off all the lights in the room. This game's called Who's in My Mouth? And it's fun. You don't think you want to play, but it's addictive. It's like Jenga. You start playing, you're like, all right, who's next? Who's next? Who's in my mouth? Wait. Wait a minute. I got it. Oh. Oh, I know this ball. Wait. I had a one-night stand. An O-N-S. An on. And let's be honest here. Let's talk about this for a second. We've all been in the one-night situation, and uh, we've all settled. Everybody's settled from time to time. We've all been with a lagoon creature, if I may. We've all been with a bucket of yuck, if I may. We've all been with a what the fuck am I doing here, if I may. <laughs> and that stinks. That's awful when you're doing it and you look down and Skeletor is looking up at you. Oh no. I'm going to fuck you to Castle Grayskull and then I'm out of here. Awful. So I meet this girl, and we start uh, chit-chatting. We're doing a little chit-chat, right? We're standing at the bar, a little chit, a little chat. And then finally, in guy mode, I start thinking, I got to get this girl back to my, uh, to my edifice. I got to get her back to my place. I invite her back to my apartment, or as I call it, the Death Star. I'm still working on it. It's not completely operational. So I pulled this one out. It's such a bad little trick. We finally look at you, and we say something about the time. Oh, it's such a time. And then we say, Jesus, uh, time. And then we go, you know what we should do? We could, um, want to go back to my place and we can watch a movie? <laughs> That's the one we always use. Hey, maybe, I don't know, you want to watch a movie? Because everybody loves cinematic adventures. like movies. Who has ever said, hey, do you want to go see a movie? Fuck that and fuck you, movies. It's ridiculous, the whole idea of it. It's just wrong and fake and no. I invite her back to my place. When you bring somebody back to your place, guys, it's all about comfort. You want to make the woman feel comfortable. Never do this. Never lock the door and go, <laughs> wrong move, sucker. Don't do that. Why would you do that? Why would you do that? It's all about comfort, right? You always do that thing, too, when somebody comes into your place the first time. You, you give them the awkward tour. You don't know why. You feel weird in your own body, but you show them around. You're like, anyway, this is, uh, this is it. Uh, that's a wall. It's been here for several years. and uh, It's my collection of dirty laundry from around the world. and um, That's a very dead plant that I'm doing experiments on to see how dead it could actually become.
But of course, you're trying to, you know, maybe get up into the bedroom so you can see if things will uh, take place. So you try to be, you know, cool about that too. Anyway, this is the, uh, oh, the, in, uh, the bedroom, if you want to see that. I could just get some new light bulbs up there if you want to. Chase me, just chase me. <laughs> Women are brilliant. You do this wonderful maneuver where you never come right into a guy's bedroom. You do this thing where you hold on to the door frame, you keep your feet in the hall, and you lean at 45 degrees into the room. Your feet never cross the threshold. You lean, and then you pan around like you're a probe droid, right? And so this is what I did. I loosened the frame so you fall into. I love to make out, so we're making out. This is how I do it. I do the head pivot, some guys stay in one place. I make it interesting, I keep the swivel going on. I'm like a metronome the way I go back and forth. Right when you think you know me, I'm in the West. I'm like a nomad of making out. And I do all the little tricklets, everybody does little tricks. I do the little, I bite your lip and I suck your lip. And here's my signature move, here's my thing right here. I flick your eye. That's me. If somebody does that to you. Oh, ow, why did you do that? No more words. No more words. Just emotion. Come here. Ow, I don't like that. Sometimes I like to say little things in your ear, just things to keep you interested, little tiny haikus and whatnot. Sometimes I'll get right in your ear, I'll be like, there's the rainbow. Sounds nice. <laughs> then we start taking off clothes and uh, girls, you're so cute. You always do that thing right before you're gonna get naked where you're like, do you mind turning off all the lights in the city? <laughs> you always want all the lights off, right? And if we question, why, why do you want the light? My brother threw a javelin at me when I was nine, and I have a scar that I'm, I don't really care for. When you're going to see another person's cash and prizes for the first time, the first time you're going to see the other person's downtown bonanza. And so you check it out, and you hope that it's nice, and she pulled down her underwear, and I'm happy to say she had a nice situation. That's what I call it. I think that's a nicer way to say it. She had an excellent situation, if I can say that. Because let's be honest, some girls, ah, uh, <laughs> bad situation. Horrible situation to be in. I don't like if a girl has a lot of lips. It looks like a box of cow tongues all jammed up. Looks like a high school play curtain that you can't get out of. But she had a nice, excellent situation. If it was a cottage, I'd rent it for the summer. 
So she started to uh, well, she started to pleasure herself, and I can never watch that. I try to watch, but I turn away and I giggle. <laughs> I can never watch a girl play. There's just something about it. You look like a DJ, like. <laughs> I want it. I can't look at PJ Diddles. Looks like you have the cans on. <laughs> right, you're wondering, what's going on down there? How do they keep... Hold on. Somewhere there's a crime being committed, and I'm going to fight for justice. Like, well, anyway, I should probably go because it's dusk. 
And I said, yeah, I guess I should go too. And we both leaned in and, and we kissed. And then out of nowhere, and I didn't even expect it, she went, oh. And so very quickly, I ripped off my jeans like I was in the NBA. And I put my feet back. And uh, she started to give me the, you know, you know. And it was fantastic, and it felt so good. And then suddenly, I started feeling little tingles and jingles. Like I was about to, you know what I'm saying? And the, the law is, we have to tell you, right, ladies? We have to let you know. We have to tell you. We want to tell you, but we don't at the same time, right? So it's like, I want to tell her, but I, instead I tell the seatbelts. I'm like, I'm gonna just, I'm, at least I've told something. I'm doing like Morse code on her head. I did. I was like Bugs Bunny on the moon. I was just like, ding, 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 ding. Before I go any further, I have to say something because I want to tell you one of the most adorable things in the entire world is that moment when a girl goes to get out of your car and they don't really, they're not familiar with the car and they're like, anyway, I gotta go. Good night. Where's the handle? I don't. Know. I'm sorry. Where is? The... Do I have to wish myself out? I don't... I think that's so... I don't even help. I just lean back and I just... I just cherish you in that moment. It was so cute. So anyway, back to the... <laughs> right? And I'm doing my thing. And finally, I'll never forget this. It was so... As long as I live, I'll never forget. She sat up and she went... Whoa, whoa. And that's my coming of age. <laughs> you guys are awesome. I'm excited to uh, tell you about a trend that I've started. And I didn't want to start this trend. I didn't even realize I was starting a trend. And now this trend is sweeping the na- No, it's swiffering the nation. I'm going to tell it to you right now, and I guarantee many of you will do it, and this will become like a national fucking craze. Here's what I did. Check this out. I got an erection, okay? And, uh, and yes, it was a good one, because guys know it's always different makes and models. You're never sure. Some days it looks sad and very orc-like and kind of, it's drifting away, and your ball sack is stuck to your thigh like it's trying to escape. I don't want to be your sack no more. I refuse to be a part of your satchel. Come on back, sack. No, no, no. I'm offended by you and your underpants. So check this out. It wouldn't go away. It was hanging out with me for like half the day. It just wouldn't go away. I was like, come on, beat it. Wow, that was a great one. 
<laughs> I get this, I get this erection out of nowhere. I wasn't even thinking about it. It just came up very urgent. Could have talked to you, Dane, right now. And it was a good one, and I started getting excited. I wanted to paint it like a lighthouse. The vein was like a perfect spiral staircase right up to the Thunderdome. So check this out. I was in my kitchen with my my lead singer. I'm on drums. And despite the fact that I had this erection, I'm getting hunger pangs. And I needed nutrition. So I decide I'm going to make myself a peanut butter and jelly with some ruffles and a crystal light. Because I find that to be delicious and nutritious. As I go to get the paraphernalia together to make the sandwich, right? I look over, there's a can of cashews on my left, your right. I want you to see it. I open it up, I take a cashew, put it on the tip of my hog, I bend it back, shot it into my mouth. First try. First try, dude. I catapult in, ooh, a cashew into my gullet. You're gonna do it, you're gonna do that, dude. You gotta do it. Use a cashew, don't use a peanut. A peanut goes rogue, you don't know where a peanut's gonna go. A cashew contours to the tip as if to say, let's do this, I'm a cashew.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.